0: What's happening? is your boy T.J. Chavin, manager of B.O.B. and Trap Beckham, CEO of the world famous T.J.'s DJs, and I am on the Youngest in the Yacht Club podcast. Ah! The thing that makes all that shit click is my relationships with all the people on all levels. You know, it's like it's like nowadays we got we got social media influencers. I've been an influencer before there was influencers. Mm. And my power, my power is my ability to influence the people that influence everybody else. And so that's what relationships came in. I used to bring people together to network, to build, you know, and, and provide those platforms and doing for others always came back and did for me. Um, as far as bio BOB Bill is concerned, I found him at an open mic. TI's Club Crucial, August 14th, 2006. I remember that day because the shit that changed my life.
1: Mm. I am Vince Serrano. Guitar! I'm with the they want the money and fame. We go to the city and we don't be tucking our chain. In paradise, and we live in the drain. I know it won't be the same. Some of the go gang, fly Latino gang. They want the money and fame. We go to the city and we don't be tucking our chain. Woke up in paradise and we live in the drain. I know it won't be the same. Some of the a cocaine, fly Latino gang. I used to dream of something like this. Remember times I was doing bad. Youngest in the Yacht Club, I am Vince Serrano. I got my, I'm I'm super excited because, you know, I've been around somebody that, um, you know, coming up as an artist, you know, was doing their thing, their name, even though we never met, their name was, there and now we get a chance to have him on here we got tj chapman owner of tj's djs you know that your accolades are amazing man thanks for coming bro i appreciate, appreciate you bro glad to be here man thank you bro thank you man we were just talking about just backstage about like the 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 way music is and the way it's been you know it, it's been formed right and and you were talking about you know working with people before they blow up man how how, how does it feel man when you see you working with an artist and and they're just putting in that work, and and then you see that that kind of work just come to fruition.
0: You know, it's a, it's an amazing feeling, um, and the crazy thing about it is, somehow, some way, I've been in the position to see that happen a whole <laughs> shitload of times <laughs> for artists. Big facts. And so it's so many of them that I was there, you know, when they was just getting started. And it's it's even beyond artists, like it's so many music executives or executives in in period that kind of got their start in networking and meeting people and learning the business at my events.
1: Big, big facts. How does it feel to know that, man? Like you're like a staple, like especially those business conferences, like, you know, when you're talking about, you know, the big, huge ones, like, how does it know how does it feel to know that you put like your mark on, on the world that way? And you and you're right, not just artists, but writers, producers, you know.
0: I mean, should sure. TV directors, you know, um, all kinda like stuff crazy, man. Like the head of Spotify. Well, he's not head of Spotify anymore, he was. But now he moved over to YouTube, Tumabasa. Tumbasa, we mean you were just talking about I mean, the other guy in the hallway was just talking about the Ivanhoe Hotel. Um, he was at the one we threw in Orlando. That was the Ozone Awards 2006. Yeah. Um, Tuma was there. Yeah. You know, Carl Cherry, who's the head of Spotify now, all the urban rap stuff. Yeah. You know, he was there. He was, he was actually a reporter at the time for S.O.H.H.com.
1: down. Damn. And you see, and then you started to just move up.
0: Yeah, like Tuma, you know, he's head of YouTube. He was Spotify. But before that, when he came down to my stuff, he was head of, of MTV Jams. <laughs> you see? It's <laughs> crazy.
1: T.J., I always ask this question on Youngest in the Yacht Club, you know, and I know I usually ask it first, but I got excited. Who is T.J. Chapman?
0: No, he a cool guy. He likes to take walks on the beach barefoot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let his hair blow in the wind. Uh-huh. You know, simple fella. Simple fella.
1: S- simple. Mm-hmm. What about the core values, though, bro? Like how? Like, is there certain things that you stand on that, you know, like you, like you just know, like if when somebody talks about TJ, just, or or if they, you know, if they were gonna say something at your funeral, what would they say about you?
0: Shit, he gonna tell you how he feel. Mm. He straight up. You don't sugarcoat shit, Mm. you know, and and, and to be honest, I feel like that's the best way. Yeah. Like, if I ain't fucking with you, then I don't want you fucking with me. So it's like, (laughs) why am I going to just ignore your calls or string you along and just tell you some bullshit? Nah, nigga, I'm telling you what it is and (laughs) leave me the fuck alone, (laughs) shit. That's real though, right? But you you save yourself a lot of of trouble trouble and time and, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, you know, the funny thing is, you know, some people can handle that shit. Yep. But then other people can't, and they get mad. I might get death threats. Um, like oh,
1: All types <laughs> oh, of weird God shit. Of <laughs> shit.
0: <laughs> but, you know, it's so funny how so many of those ones that trip and may give me death threats and be like, fuck you, nigga, whatever, come back years later and be like, man, I just want to apologize to you, bro. I should have listened it would have saved me so much money and time, you know. And I just, so I just want to just want to save face with you. You was right. Let you know you was right, man. Fine. And so it ain't never nothing personal. I don't. I ain't. I, I ain't trying to belittle nobody or, or discredit nobody or take away their hard work or nothing. You know, it's my form of tough tough love. Like I I, I want to see everybody win. Like I ain't no hater. It don't take nothing for me. I'm straight.
1: Right. What is it? What what like where what got you into music, bro? What
0: well, got me in music man? Watching some movies. Like which ones? I was watching damn Breaking Oh, yeah. Breaking Electric Boogaloo? Breaking well that was part two. <laughs> I was watching the first one, Yeah, and I mean, i seen all of them. Yeah, of course. I mean, my man was terrible. Yeah, turbo was going on the t- you know, Yeah, I mean, when he had the, the, the whole... brooms, <laughs> Yo, he was with uh, the two of the uh, fans and uh, shit. Uh, uh, hey.
1: That got me now, moving, you see, dog. Yeah,
0: you can see the strings and everything yeah. on that broom. <laughs> it don't matter. <laughs> Bro,
1: some of those songs still to this day, hey. fire.
0: But I, I in, in, in those movies, the DJ was the nucleus. You know what I'm saying? The DJ was, back in the day, the DJ was the nucleus. Whether he was talking about setting a vibe for a party, whether he was talking about running the show, mm. whether he was talking about in the studio. Mm. The DJ played a primary role. Like, nowadays, you don't really hear the DJ scratching, and, you know, it, it, it's kind of watered down. But back in the day, the DJ was it, and I wanted to be him. Mm. So that's why I got into business. I started DJing. Uh, back in nineteen eighty four, damn, yeah, because I wanted to be him, and you, I couldn't be Turbo or Ozone because <laughs> I, I couldn't dance and I had no rhythm. I can't hold a beat, <laughs> so you had to be the DJ. So, uh, yeah, okay.
1: not 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 a bad gig though, bro. <laughs> not a bad gig. What so? What made you start TJs DJs?
0: You know, I was a DJ in Tallahassee, Florida. There was nothing in Tallahassee, Florida. I was there going to college at Florida A&M University. Mm. And so in order for me to get records, I had to order them. But then I heard about these things called DJ pools. So I joined some DJ pools and I paid monthly and they would just send me records, all the newest records. Mm. And so I'd be ahead of the game. A lot of stuff you couldn't find in the stores, be exclusive. Mm. You know, and then, um, I was studying it, and I was like, well, damn. Okay, I'm in Tallahassee. I got to get my music from a record pool in Miami. The next closest record pool is in Atlanta, and there really ain't nothing in between. Mm. So I was like, man, you know what? I I think I need to do this record pool thing. And then somebody told me about a a, a dude that was trying to start a pool in Quincy, Florida, but it wasn't working for him, so he wasn't going to do it no more. So, shit, I just took over what he was doing, and I na- renamed it, got all new DJs, and, you know, I couldn't think of a name, and the only thing I could think of was some shit, TJs, DJs, and I was thinking about, that shit sound corny as shit. <laughs> hey, hey, you, and, you made know, that shit that's right. right. So, I'm asking <laughs> <So I'm> ass- <laughs> so ass- people, man, what you think? What, man, how you think that sound, man? Man, that's pretty cool, dog. Mm. You think so? Yeah, okay, well, fuck it then. Let's go. Let's go. And, you know, that was the best name possible. I wasn't thinking about me or Brandon me, you know, but TJ's DJ is known worldwide, and and I'm TJ, so it, like, goes hand in it hand. It makes sense, bro. Even if a person don't know me, they know TJ's DJ. Motherfucking so right. TJ, yeah, man, <laughs> my name's <is> TJ. <laughs> TJ. TJ. TJ, TJ. Yeah. Oh man. Wow, boy. Hey, boy. You don't know understand. Uh, and it's like, whoa. Okay. We're cool.
1: That's fire, bro.
0: And then even and sorry to interrupt you. if yeah. Somebody asked me this the other day. You know, because I always did the TJ DJs tastemakers. Yep. And and that that thing is everything. Um. And it was asked, well, what made you start that? And so you know, my answer was to be honest, shit, I never wanted to. I was part of this thing called a record pool coalition where all the top record pools in the nation were in. And if you were in that coalition, it helped you get servicing from the major labels and all that shit. So, you know, they would always try to make me have these record pool meetings. I like shit. I ain't having no damn record pool. <laughs> you not doing it. I ain't doing it. Uh huh. And every time they tell me, I'd be like, yep, and I ain't do it. And then one day, I was like, look, TJ, you know, we got love for you, brother. We got rules. And this is the last time I'm going to ask you to do this record pool meeting. if you don't do it, we're going to have to remove you from the coalition. I'm like, come on, man. Damn, I don't want to do this shit. And then so I went ahead and got the moon. There's a little lounge on the side of the moon in Tallahassee It's called the Silver Moon Lounge, Uh a small room bar on the side. And so... My man, Vaughn, I asked him. He let me go ahead and get the Silver Moon Lounge and start doing it. You know, the first time we did it, we had like 25 people there, some DJs, some people from the station, some media, you know, some artists. And I was like, damn, this is pretty cool. You know, I kind of like this. And I was like, well, shit, we should do it again. Yeah. So we did it again. And the next one, we had 50. I was like, damn, okay. more people. little growth. So I said, shit, let's do it again. Did it again. 100, 200, 300, you know, the next thing I know, Vaughn coming to me, hey, TJ, man, hey, we can't, we can't do the record pool meeting no more in the Silver Moon Lounge. <laughs> we got to step it up. And I'm like, what you mean we, I, 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 I can't do it no more, Vaughn? This shit jumping, like, what you, mm-hmm. what you talking about? He's like, man, I, I can't let you do it in here no more. I'm like, come on, bro, what am what, what, what I supposed to do? He's like, man, we got to move you to the big room. I'm like, fuck, the big room? Hell no, nah, man. I don't want to be in the big <laughs> room. Like, nah, like, let me stay in here. He's like, nah, bro. We moving you in the big room. And anyway. I was mad as shit. I'm like, man, why I got to do this shit in this big ass room? <laughs> she gonna, this shit going to be empty. It going to look, look empty because there's gonna so look, many. <laughs> we going to be looking stupid. Right. And so we had the next one. You know, I'm, I'm in the big room. This shit just look big as shit. And, uh, and it's like, it was slow, and I was just like, man, see, I knew we shouldn't have did this shit, and, I, man, you should have let me stay in here. And then the next thing I know, boom, out of nowhere, that bitch was full. Wow. Like, Whoa, yo, what the fuck? Took off. And, and, man, I would fill that shit up every time for years. Yeah. You know, and the shit just grew and grew and grew, and the thing about it was I never did no advertising. I never did... What, what you have to do to be successful now, you know, you have to promote what it is. You have to promote who your special guests are. Yeah. You know, if you want people to spend money and come out, you have to make them want to yeah. do that. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. It was like, but I built my shit just off of me. Mm. And so I'd always have the DJs, you know, um, I'd always have the media. And because I had the key components, then the artists would always come. Mm. So it's like everybody and their mama performed at TJ's DJ's over the years. But I never asked one person.
1: Yeah, you just did. You just built that joint.
0: I just did the event. I never asked nobody to come speak on the panels. Just people wanted to be part of it because it was a platform that gave you major exposure. Big facts. And so just people just did shit.
1: Uh, Bro, I was the one at the Ivanhoe in in Orlando. And I went, I went, that was my first, um, you know, I had gone to some conferences in Atlanta, Miami, those ones. But your, your name was the one that actually stuck out because it was your name. (laughs) And that's, that's why, that's how I knew when, you know, later on in life, people were like, yo, you know who TJ's DJ's is. Oh, I know who TJ's DJ's is. I went to that event. So it became a cultural moment in hip hop, man like not just hip hop in music in music where what made you go from the conferences though to management how did that work cuz we we know you started managing artists like BOB, Trap Beckham how did that happen
0: I mean I started managing in 1990
1: mm. were I you still doing,
0: doing management in 1990
1: okay what made you want um, to get into it
0: um really I was a DJ I was DJ in Canton Ohio when I was in junior high okay and then I, um, um, when I moved to Tallahassee to go to FAMU, I brought my stuff down, mm. and I started DJing the frat parties and the on-campus stuff. Mm-hmm. The next thing I know, I started DJing in some house parties. And so I was DJing this house party one day, and there was this rapper who was there that was really big. He was like a Florida legend. Mm. His name was Beatmaster Clay D. Clay D seen me, and he liked my DJing. Mm. And he was opening up a club in Tallahassee, and he asked me, would I come DJ at his club? And I was like, shit, yeah. Mm. And then I started DJing at his club, and he asked me, would I be his road DJ? So I started going on the road with him. Mm. And he asked me, would I be his road manager? And the next thing I know, I'm his manager. Yeah. You know. You just so,
1: graduated. You yeah, just moving so, up through the company, bro.
0: For so, straight gra- a gradual growth. <laughs> so in, 90, in 92, you know, I, I, I found myself renegotiating uh, his record deal with Pandisc Records. So that's my first record deal that I had gotten involved with. Mm. And then I met another kid named Prince Raheem from managing Clay. When well, mm. I started managing Prince Raheem, then I had got him a deal with Island Records. So he was the first Miami uh, uh, solo artist with a major deal. Five. That was back in 93. And I started TJ DJs in 94.
1: Mm. S- so how did that? How did it like so? You it was, did it all just intertwine? You were just like, yo, this is all part of the music. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make this because I need the music. I'm DJing, I'm managing, I, I need to be hot. Was it just something that you just graduated into? Like, yeah,
0: man, it just, it, I mean, to be honest, man, everything kind of just has fallen in place for me. Mm. I, I, none of this stuff I can say, I had some master plan to do this, that, and the fourth, and, you know, it just, just shit just happened, right. I never planned to do the conference, you know. It took Julia Beverly coming to me, like saying, "Hey, man, we should we should partner up and do this award show and tie in the conference." Fine. And, you know, so then me and her formed a company, TJB Entertainment, and so all the Ozone Awards stuff and the Tastemaker stuff fell under the TJB Entertainment mm. umbrella. It just came. It just came. And you do you know,
1: believe in like law of attraction and stuff like that? You believe in like like that? That's probably you call that. You, you, was there, like, a dream of you doing stuff like this? Or?
0: You know, I used to tell people, I used to always I used to always tell people when I was in junior high school, when I was in seventh grade, I would always tell people that I'm going to be famous one day. <laughs> hey, I failed that, though. You know, I would tell people hey. that I'm going to be famous. They asked, famous doing what? I said, I don't know, but you're going to look up and see me on TV one day. And they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. And so time when they finally seen me on TV was when BLB was nominated for six Grammys and, and I'm walking the red carpet with Bob at the Grammys mm. and you know every major news outlet in the world is there so Entertainment Tonight, go, filming, going live on TV and then people calling my phone because they seeing me on mm-hmm. TV and on Entertainment Tonight on CNN you know chilling at the, at, at, on the red carpet at the Grammys. And so it's like, okay, you know what? That's pretty dope. That's fire. But I, I never, you know, I'm you
1: never just... knew what it was going to be. How did you? How did you get involved with Bob? And like, what did you see in him that made you want to say, you know what? I'm gonna work with Buddy.
0: Well, before Bob, you know, there was a kid named T Pain. Oh yeah, yeah, you we know, we know who that guy was is. Is part of the Nappy Heads, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know, they were the shit. And so...
1: But around your way? like Yeah, yeah. well,
0: Nappy shit all over the place. Okay. They had a song called Robbery, which is a classic.
1: Robbery now, get, get on, on the, the ground.
0: Court. Hey! Oh, yeah. We t- <laughs> Hey, that's that shit. That's hey. that shit. I didn't know
1: that was there, dawg. That,
0: that was T-Pain, but he didn't go as T-Pain. Uh, he went as Fahim. Oh, okay. Fahim Najim, which
1: you Get is on the ground hush your mouth. mouth. <laughs> yeah,
0: they all had them Nappy, dirty-ass uh-huh. dreads. Looking like Florida. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the style?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And, and so, you know, I had worked and broke the robbery and all that stuff. And so I had tried to sign pain. Um, and we was going through it. We did the contracts, everything. But then something came in and got in the middle of it, so I didn't sign it. Uh, and so all that was a waste. Mm. So then I... I didn't fuck with Payne no more because I was salty because I just spent a couple thousand dollars on an attorney drawing up this contract. And yeah, I know the We didn't do nothing. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I had to stop messing with Payne for a while. But his dad would always come to my office and play me music, you know, never hear his music, this and that. And so one day DJ where he was a prominent DJ in Tallahassee, he was like, man, you know Payne's singing. I'm like, Payne's singing? not Payne ain't no singer. He's a rapper. And he's like, man, he's singing. I'm like, man, whatever. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, all right. He's like, look, look, I got I got a song. Let me play it for you. I'm like, all right. And so it was the song, Time to Make Love. And he played the song, and the song was jamming. I'm like, damn, that should sound good. But what the hell he got on his voice? I don't know about that, bro. I don't know. Yeah. You know, and then this is a slow song. Like, he ain't no slow song R&B nigga look at him. <laughs> you know, and he's like, well, yeah. And it's like, okay, well, I like the shit, though. I like it. And so we just left it at that. And then uh, his dad came through. His dad would always come through and play, sit in my office and play with music and get my feedback. And so he came through. He said, hey, TJ, I got this CD I want you to listen to. Tell me what you think. So he had left. So I listened to music. And when I listened to the music, I'm um, Sprung was on there. And I'm just like, oh, my motherfucking God. That's a hit. That right there. <laughs> that right there is a hit. Yeah. <laughs> so I immediately called his dad. Now, mind you, his dad was a Muslim. Brother Shaheed is his name. Mm-hmm. But I'm calling him like, yo, nigga." Nigga, this is it. <laughs> and it's like, oops, my bad. I ain't supposed to say that. But, you know, and it was just like, yeah, that was it. That was the record. And and um, I didn't have nothing to do with Tallahassee, what went on in Tallahassee with the DJs and all that. But we were at a time where it wasn't digital. Mm. It was
1: physical. Yeah, yeah. You had to mail it out, right?
0: You had to mail it out. Yep. So everybody who got that record outside of Tallahassee, they got it from me.
1: Uh, Pain so,
0: and them ain't, they, 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 they didn't have the finances to do that stuff. I, I was pressing up CDs. I had a recording studio. I had CD duplication, all that stuff. So I was pressing up CDs for, for paying Danny. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And and for myself to take all these places and give to all these DJs.
1: You were basically doing the street team marketing, the mm-hmm. guerrilla marketing. I
0: mean, even, even in Tampa. Even yeah, in I J- was going to say, because that thing be The DJ that started in Tampa was Doc D. <laughs> Okay. Doc D started in Tampa, and and on the radio it was H. Vidal who H. Vidal. Oh my God! And that's so terrible. it's like I said, it to H. H. Like man, nah, I don't know about what that. What are you talking about? about that. <laughs> and so uh, uh, Doc had H. come out to the club one night. Doc played it, and Doc played it. Everybody went crazy in the club, and then H. was like, "Whoa, yo, this is crazy." So he said, "All right, man. You know what? I'm gonna give it a try on the radio. He played it on. He came, played it on the beat. When he played it on the beat, phones went went off. (laughs) It was was instantly the number one requested record in the city in Tampa.
1: That's crazy. Instant, and probably every place else, right?
0: I mean, it really spread. Like a lot of people don't know, but like it really spread from here.
1: Wow, from Tampa. Uh huh." Bro, you I see? mean,
0: even though we were playing in Tallahassee, the urban radio, they didn't support the local music. Right. You know, we had issues. All we had was Cumulus, and they was real corporate. And so they, they were on some bullshit. Um, so the first major city station we got on the record was in Tampa. It was Asia down?
1: Big facts. That's crazy. Everything good? Yeah, dude, I, I remember when that record took off. I remember where I'm. We talked about this, man. Where music? Mm. Where you?
0: Where you? Stories, (laughs) stories in your life.
1: Where you at? Where there that time? And I remember, I was like, I was, I was taking music and 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 looking and saying, like, damn, I could do this, you know. Um, it was an amazing, amazing time in that in that time, and you're a part of that, bro. How did how did the relationship with B O B though work?
0: Oh, that's what I was leading. Yeah, it's to. all
1: it's all good. You 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 I broke had, these I records. No, wait, you breaking these to, records. TJ's
0: DJ breaking these records. I had to lead in, though. No, oh yeah, you got that. Okay, so <laughs> you know, I went ahead, we came, I passed the record out to everybody. We came down to Miami, you know, um um then pain started getting popular, so we got had deal meetings and stuff like that. Well, I ended up getting cut out of the deal situations, even though I am the one that got him the deal with Jive Records with Memphis. He's the A&R at Jive. I, I gave He pain was on
1: BT music. Memphis, right? Uh-huh. He was yep.
0: Yeah. He was on Rap City at one. Rap time. City, yeah. I mean, the Pain shit blew him up. Wow. So he got his own label, his committee. He was the host on Rap City, but that shit came from the success of the Pain.
1: For the record, how'd you end up getting cut out, bro? Like, I, and
0: Pain I'm, and his dad kind of fell out. And, and I was real close with his daddy. And so when him and his dad fell out, I was the enemy because his dad was the enemy.
1: Oh yeah, so, so you you were basically on the wrong side.
0: I was on the wrong side. And so, you know, for a long time, I was bitter about that situation because I never directly got what I deserved. Indirectly, everybody <laughs> knew what I did because everybody knew where it came from. Right. There wasn't no if ands, or buts.
1: No right, thing. you broke the directly.
0: Yeah, like, but, um, so, I, had the, I did the Ozone Awards in 06 in, in Orlando. Yep. Well, right after the Ozone Awards, it was the core DJ's retreat in Atlanta. So, I, I ended up, it was next weekend. So, I went to Atlanta next weekend the core DJ's retreat. Um, I ended up staying an extra day. And so, my boy DJ Funky wanted me to come out to this open mic. And uh, and I'm just like nah, but he was bitching like man, you don't fuck with me. That <laughs> man, so, I'm, so I'm like, All right, bro. All right, I'm gonna be out there. I'm I'm gonna come through just so I can fuck with you. I went there. I didn't really notice nobody performing the whole night. It was a, it was it was mic, but I was partying. I was kicking it. I wasn't looking at nobody. I didn't care about no talent. I was there to see uh, funky because just because he was bitching. Um. <laughs> But then, all of a sudden, this dude performed, and it was like, whoa. And I'm sitting there, I don't know, dude, never seen him in my life, never heard a song, but all of a sudden, I'm waving my hands from side to side in the crowd, Bob, and, I'm, and I'm singing the song and shit, and I'm just, and it's like, whoa, I'm looking at myself like, what well, what you doing? Here? Like, hey, chill out. You ain't even supposed to be here to see yeah, this dude. Like, hey. <laughs> And, you know, I was blown away by dude. And so he did a song, he got done, and I immediately walked to the stage, said, hey, hi, my name is TJ, you know, do you have a manager? He was like, yes, he's over there. And so then I talked to old boy, and then it's like, yo, I want to I be on your team. And they was like, cool, you're on the team. And so a week and a half later, after that night, we was taking meetings. The first meeting was with Atlantic. A month and a half later, after that night, the Atlantic deal was signed.
1: You just knew or you just got him in the rooms? Just knew. I'm just saying, you knew and then you just, he was already taking the meetings and stuff like that or you was the one that got him into the room? I got him in the meetings. Mm. You just knew?
0: Didn't nobody, yeah. I mean, I always know. Fuck. I mean, all these people I knew. Like, toot that horn, TJ. Hold on. No, no, just, <laughs> you to, bro. You, like got, you, you can You can only be lucky so many times. After a certain amount of time, it, it, it has to transcend from luck to something else big facts um because you ain't going to get lucky 20 times no
1: that's real that's real bro i feel that though i feel that hey and i i i i do i feel like luck is when preparation meets opportunity bro and you got to be ready and prepared for that bro dude i could keep you on the podcast forever young <laughs> youngest city yacht club is about you know, giving the game out, because people going to see you on the Grammys, they're going to see you in in, in the boats, they're going to see you on TV, but they're not going to know the water that you got to go through to get to those places. If you could give somebody, or maybe, you know, an artist, an up-and-coming artist a gem, what would it be?
0: Uh, You know, really, shit is different now. Mm. And and there's there's like two generations of artists. You got the new school artists and you got the old school artists. Okay. In my mind you're an old school artist if you're twenty six years and above. Okay. And why am I saying that? I'm saying that because of the way you were brought up and how you think. Artists don't you you these old school artists, they, they, they were brought up on grind, on hard work and and you know, you gotta get out here and perform and touch the people and do all this shit. Well, these new wave dudes, they don't believe in that. You know what I'm saying? And they understand the power of social media. Mm -hmm. And so whatever they're doing, they're doing on social media. And with social media, you don't have to have the same relationships that you once did. You don't have to go out and touch the people. You know, and to give a perfect example, my son put me on this kid about nine months ago. He's like, Dad, you'd be the goat if you managed this little kid. I'm like... I don't know him. I ain't never seen him before. He was like, Dad, he going to gonna be the shit. And I was like, mm, "Yeah, okay, well, you know, dude don't look like he ready for me. But I liked him. So I just sat and watched him. Dude ne- never, never damn did shows. He never released singles. He never damn did music videos. Who was this kid? What did he do every day? He just sat in his bedroom smoking weed, rapping. It was this kid, Lil Tyler. Now I
1: knew you were going to say Lil Tyler. Lil Tyler. I knew he was going to say it. Bro, I didn't want to cut you off. I knew he was going to say him. And now he the hottest he's smoking.
0: Yes. <laughs> but he did it his way. Yeah. He did it his way. You know what I'm saying? And so when I say these old heads, and I'm old as shit, but I understand the game. I utilize social media to do whatever I need to do. For all you artists that don't, you're not doing your job. It's not It's not. It's not a thing of choice. It's a thing of, of what you have to do with, with everybody. We all have jobs, and in those jobs, we have to do shit. We have responsibilities that come with a job, a uh, shit that we don't want to do. Amen. Well, that's your responsibility, and if you want to be successful, you have to do it.
1: So when you hear artists saying, oh, I don't really do my social media, you just, like, you don't really want to work. I'm
0: not, <laughs> listen, it, it don't matter how good you are. Big fact. If you don't embrace that social media... I can't fuck with you, bro.
1: Big facts, bro. Big facts. I fucks with that man. TJ, one last question, man. If you could give yourself your younger self some advice, what would it be? You know, I'm making you so think.
0: Much, nah, you know, like, like, man. It's like it's it, it's beautiful for me to still be relevant and for me to be able to come do all these things and meet people and hear people's opinions or how I help people. Um, When I, my younger me, I just had tunnel vision. My head was down and I'm just trying to get on number one and number two, keep the bills paid. Amen. So I didn't realize all the shit that I was doing. Um, And so I didn't, even though I monetize it pretty well, I didn't monetize it like I should have. Um,
1: so monet, you should have monetized that bad boy.
0: I mean, I should have did a lot of stuff different, you know. Yeah. Um, I just didn't I didn't know, and I didn't have the influences, and there weren't other people doing what I was doing, so it wasn't people that I could watch and learn from and get ideas. It's like, oh, my shit, I did myself. Right. I had my team's. But I didn't have somebody to watch, you know, or somebody to learn from or get these ideas from or none of that.
1: Yeah, you was almost like the smartest person in the room.
0: And I, so I, I wish I would have, and I wish I would have monetized because I was ahead of the game on, on so much uh, stuff.
1: Amen. Bro, you are the man, dog. I appreciate it, man. I feel like I'm talking to, like, a relevant part of my life, of a certain part of my life, dog, and uh, – I appreciate you being here for the youngest in the yacht club music conference man I know you know what I'm saying you you came down on on, uh, on on relationships man and that that means a lot bro so thank you so much man we got artists who they're excited to 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 get game from you man the people the viewers who are excited to get game from you man we appreciate you being here bro
0: no nah, no problem bro. i appreciate appreciate y'all having me I'm glad to be able to have anybody
1: bro let the people know where they can find you my guy
0: all my stuff is TJS DJs TJS DJs. That's everything. That's everything, man. My my man, he'll be out there telling you I'm here. He'll be
1: one minute he'll be in Tallahassee, the next minute he'll be in Connecticut. Ten thousand people, bro. So I, I I I'm excited for you, man. What do what do you have plans for for this year? For the rest of this year?
0: Well, I have a new artist. Mm. Um, her name is So Candy. Uh, I haven't been interested in managing any artists. In probably seven years since I picked up Trap Beckham, mm. uh, but I really think she's a star, and you know she got she's re, she's recharged me. Like I got, I don't get excited. Wow. You know, I'm a level level guy, low key dude. Yeah, you know it takes a lot to get me excited because I've been through and experienced so many different things, but so to meet somebody and somebody to get me excited again and got got me. Making me want to work and do what I do, you know, that, that means a lot. Got to have I mean something.
1: Got to have something. Big facts, bro. Big facts, man. Bro- uh, uh,
0: I was just going to say, uh, uh, and, and, and with me, I feel, you know, I want to go down in history. I want to be remembered as one of the best. TJ. what's going on, sir? <laughs> Saying man. Hey. One of the best to ever do it. But the only way that I can can be remembered as the best to ever do it is to keep on being able to do it.
1: That's amazing, bro. Bro, thank you, man. Everybody's gonna come in here, start bombarding us, dog. So I appreciate you, TJ, for being here, bro. I appreciate you for what you're doing for hip hop and what you're doing for Youngest in the Yacht Club, bro. Thank you so much, bro. Oh
0: good stuff, bro. Thank you. Bye.